Pittsburgh Steeler fans, you know what's going on. It is Monday, which means it's time for the hangover. And hey, it's uh, your three boys here. Once again, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. The Norse god, Thor, Shannon White is with us. <laughs> Wielding his hammer. What's up, Shannon? Hey, I love it. And it is kind of stormy here right now. We might even have some thunder. And if we do, I'll have I'll take credit for that. <laughs> the God of Thunder, Shannon, <laughs> and the Duke of Defio, Tony Defio, is here. What is up, my friend? Just enjoying another Monday. It's raining here too, but uh, you know, if they always say this time of year, at least it ain't snowing. <laughs> and yes, yes. <laughs> check this out. So we're getting, we're, we're definitely getting uh, the storms here. But I love the fact that two days we're in March. Man, this year has flown already. I know we say that. We're going to get into the heart of the draft. We're getting in the heart of free agency coming up. We're not going to do any of that today. There's, uh, you know what? There's going to be no draft talk today. There's not going to be no combine talk. Ugh. There's going to be no free agent talk. We've got Thor on the show. Thor is a host. So what do we have to talk? If we've got a superhero, we got to talk about villains, right? And that's exactly what we're going to do. Hey, look, SCN, Steel Curtain Network, from your friends at Fans First Sports Network, are going to have all of those shows and all those topics. We're going to take care of everything Steelers you want. But we're going to not only go back in time, we're going to talk about the present, and then... We're going to talk about the never was. So when you see the title that says Steelers villains, then now and never, you're going to be like, Thad, are, are you high? What's never? That's That doesn't exist. We're just going to have fun with it. So that's what we're going to do. So I'm going to explain this. Villains then. Now, a lot of you, and I talked about this on my show today, and Shannon is, uh, as much as Shannon loves me, I didn't mention his name, but... I did a show called bad language today and it was Devin Bush is not the bust that you think he is. <laughs> and only right No, I mean, he's not coming back and we're not talking about that. But the reason I bring that up is I mentioned to a lot of people, I'm looking at all these all time bust lists and they don't go past like 2005. <laughs> you know, so I'm looking at this all time Steeler bust, Dre Archer, Limus Swede, Bruce Davis, I'm seeing all this. And I'm like, guys, I get it, but what about Gary Glick? What about William Shakespeare? There, Yeah, there was a William Shakespeare. Mm. What about Jermaine Stevens? Not on the list. That's 1996. 1985, Daryl Sims. 1991, Huey Richardson. Oh, my gosh. They're a lot more of a bust. So the only reason I'm bringing up that show, we're not going to talk about Devin Bush in this show. But what we're saying is, guys, I'm not trying to be smart with anybody, but the Steelers existed before 2001. There were a lot of teams. There was, what, 67 teams? Is that right? Yeah, 67 Steeler teams before the 2000s? There was. So we're going to talk about the great villains of all time, the great villains of present, and the great villains that never were. And I'll explain that in a little bit. Shannon, if I ask you, because you and Tony are just like me, you've been Steeler fans a long time. Mm -hmm. 
And so you know of uh, the Raiders. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like, if I'm doing a top 15, the Raiders aren't that high if you ask somebody that knows the knows of the Steelers. Now, Raiders aren't that significant when it comes to Steelers. But that was the entire 1970s. That was five ga- five playoffs in a row mm-hmm. that those two teams played each other. So who's one villain that you think, and I just noticed I'm wearing a black, it's not really a turtleneck, but a black long sleeve t-shirt. And I kind of look like a, a like a German supervillain or something now. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not doing a Steve Jobs impression or anything like that. Steve Jobs, excuse me. But um, Shannon, who who's your villain? And you can't say me. Those Raiders, I, you'd have to go with Tatum. And Atkinson and those guys, because they were actually, Lynn Swan took them to court <laughs> because they assaulted him. So, you know, they, they concussed him so badly. And if you watch any of them highlights, you know, we're talking about body slams and he's just, you know, hitting him blindside on a run of play to the other side. And they just cold cocked him. And, the stuff that went on back then, you would get arrested for or kicked out of the NFL now. So, and it Jack Tatum, of course, the hit on Daryl Stingley that paralyzed him. And he was like the ultimate villain of our, my childhood. Because, you know, you had Conrad Dobler for the Cardinals. You know, he bit a guy. You know, you had certain guys that were notorious villains. But to me, Tatum was always right up there at the top of the dirtiest players I ever seen. Because he actually liked to injure people. He admitted it. And he tried to injure people. Uh, so, yeah, uh, to me, it's Tatum, definitely, for the Raiders. Tony, do you remember what Chuck Knoll called the Raiders at that time, what the term was? He called them uh, members of the, uh, the criminal element of the league. Uh, there, Yep, the <laughs> criminal element. <laughs> and, and, and George Atkinson was with them yeah so tony who's who's your guy oh i i couldn't stand i mean jack tatum i don't i don't know uh he was obviously very dirty and and uh and he liked to injure people but i think george atkinson took it to a different level there was something about him as far as his the the personality and you know how he used to talk about lynn swan and the things he would say to lynn swan and i always loved when i would see lynn swan stand up to him and like kind of shove him in the face and Mm -hmm. And, and stand there and, 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 and take it to him. But Atkinson, I mean, you know, Shannon mentioned it earlier that you know, when he, when he cold cocked uh, Swan on a, I think it was a play, a running play by Franco or something, he wasn't even involved in the play. And he, and he yeah. reaches out and tries to like clothesline him. And it was stupid. And, and, and there was no play, even back then there was no place in the NFL for that, even in the mid seventies. And to, to me, I, I couldn't stand Atkinson. Jack Tatum. I don't know. I mean, to me, I wouldn't even, I'd be too afraid to even say anything to him because he's, <laughs> he was so so uh, crazy and 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 you know he just he just didn't care. But Atkinson, there was something he took it to another level. And and, and I wasn't around really for those uh, those days because I don't remember. I mean, I was around, but I don't remember those days. But I I just like even to this day, Atkinson, the way he talks about the immaculate reception, like he was, you know, like like all fans do today, he talks in absolutes about it. It definitely was illegal. That play was illegal. You know, I just I just can never stand Atkinson. Well, if we're going to stick with I, I have somebody outside, and it's not that this guy was a bad dude, but I'm going to save him for after this guy. 
if we're going to be honest and we're talking the Raiders, you can say Al Davis, sure. But I'm going to be very unpopular with this one. John Madden was a huge Steelers villain. Oh, yeah. And John Madden was kind of a dick when it came to the Steelers. <laughs> and that is probably, my gosh, I probably just. Uh, I wish you would have said villains. coaches, too. What's that? Oh, I, 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 Madden's another one. Madden's, I mean, I like Madden outside of uh, talking about the Steelers, but whenever he talked about the Steelers, it was like he was, he was another one who was convinced that the Immaculate Reception was, was, uh, you know, illegal. So, yeah, I'm glad oh, he never got too. over that. Maybe I would have never got over it too. I mean, I get it, but I just, uh, he was one of those guys that when they played, the AFC championship game after the 1975 season, I believe it was January 6th of 76. And when they played that game, Madden and Al Davis accused the Steelers of icing the field. Hmm. There's a, I think what Tony 14 turnovers for 13 turnovers in that game. <laughs> I believe it was 13. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> it was a mess. And he was that guy who did that. So, I mean, it might be horrible that I went ahead and said that, but yeah, I can go ahead and 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 say that. I mean, because in history at the time he was a bad guy when it came to the Steelers. Um, now, if you're a Raiders fan, if you're a fan of anybody else, I'm sure there were there were guys. But that's for our never. So we're gonna save that. We're gonna save that. Shannon, go ahead. I have to admit, you know, I'm, I'll readily admit of the three of us, uh, I'm a huge John Madden fan. I, I never held it against Madden because I guess because if, if it, the situation was reversed, I would have complained. I'd still be complaining. I still complain about the Jesse James catch. So if that had, immaculate reception had to win against the Steelers, I would still be complaining about it today. So I, I mean, the rivalry, the man like Jack Lambert hated the Raiders. And he told Madden, you remember when he was interviewing him at the Pro Bowl, and we all know what, I ain't going to repeat it, but what Lambert said to him and what he thought about the Raiders. And so they, there was a hatred both ways. But there was a respect by, between Madden and some of the players and stuff. I, I, di I didn't hold that against Madden. What the Tatum and Atkinson did was criminal. They really did go past ethics it wasn't unethical the way they played the game so that's why i called them villains i, I learned to really love john madden uh, as an announcer and i do remember all the stuff you're talking about but I, that's why i couldn't call him a villain yeah okay yeah and i i'm cool with that i mean you could tell me i'm wrong on the john madden thing i when he passed away a little bit of a year ago my gosh i was crushed because he was an important figure in my love of football. And I give Jen, John Madden major credit. I think football right now is more popular because of Madden football, because of the video game. I think I, as a football fan, I owe, a, I feel like I owe a lot to him. I think he is one of the greatest contributors because of that video game. If he had never coached and he was just an announcer, he would be in the hall of fame for, Mm -hmm. fostering love of football through that video game. So the, that's hey, the man, thing. The team that scores the most points wins the game. <laughs> I mean, that's a classic right there, baby. Now, he, he, he was great in that career. And, and there's a lot that I like about him. But 
but for uh, football, he was a villain back then. <laughs> I'm going to throw out a crazy villain here. Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell was a villain of the Steelers. Not a bad guy whatsoever. Not a dirty player, not a bad guy. But come on. That guy killed you. That guy killed that team. He was that new kind. We don't have Jerome Bettis if you don't have Earl Campbell. But Earl Campbell was tough to bring down. Now, Donnie Shell made a career. I mean, in fact, one legendary tackle, tackle made him the torpedo, nailing Earl Campbell. But every time the Steelers played this team, the Houston Oilers, they had to worry about Earl Campbell running them over. Oh, yeah. So would you agree, Tony, would you agree that he's a villain? I, honestly, I don't think of him that way. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised you said that name. I, I was trying to think. I was thinking about these players uh, when you know earlier in the show. I'm like, is Earl Campbell one uh, from the past? But I never. I don't think of him that way because I guess because they beat them back to back in the in the AFC Championship game, so that kind of takes the sting away. And it seemed like they they shut him down uh, in those games. Uh, so you know, the one I think they cracked his ribs, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was the second one. The, uh, I'll, I'll step back off of that one then. I have no problem doing. Oh well, no, no, we can we can disagree. Then let me throw in one that has to be available. Oh, Shannon's Shan chomping. Shan oh, Shannon's oh, doing the bounce. Yeah, I, I love I love Earl Campbell. I do too. I think I, he's awesome. Oh, I love to watch him in college. I love to watch him in the pros. Um, you know, of course, I didn't want him to do good against the Steelers, but they contained him really well. Um, like I said, I think it was that Donnie Shell hit to what broke his ribs, if I remember right. right. But, he, he you know, he, them, yeah. he, he torpedoed him. I mean, it was incredible. But, you know, it's funny. It's like those teams, Bum Phillips. I like Bum Phillips. I thought he was a hoot. He was hilarious. He was. You know, so you could you could want him to lose, and they were a tough team. You know, they give the Steelers trouble. But I still didn't hate him. You know, some coaches like John Harbaugh, I can't stand him. Oh. I can't stand the dude. Oh, we're but talking Bum, about Harbaugh. Yeah, but yeah. Bum Phillips, I liked him. So, you know, but I thought Campbell was, you know, we know he was great, but I don't, even when he beat the Steelers or did have a good game, you know, he didn't act cocky about it. Campbell act like he could barely get up off the ground after every play. And he act like an old man. He'd walk back to the huddle like he was, he wasn't going to make another play. And then the next time he's running you over. So, I, yeah, I, I, I never considered him a villain. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't think you have to be hated to be a villain. No, no, no. I think you true. could be the bad guy. And when they played, he was definitely the bad guy. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up some here. And uh, like I said, I'll I'll step back from Earl Campbell a little bit because I agree with you on that. Let's talk about some bad guys here. And I'm I'm gonna save if they're current players, so I'm gonna go past that. Valley Ford says Turkey Jones, Joe <laughs> Turkey Jones, 1976, <laughs> the body slam Boom. of Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> You know, you know the funny thing about that, the, the ironic part is that that's created some great history because Terry Bradshaw went out obviously for a number of games, and Mike Kruzek started. And what did Joe Green say? They never crossed the fifty-yard line from here on out, and they barely did. You got the opposing uh, offenses; it was incredible that the run that they had uh, uh, for defense. It was like maybe the best defensive run in the history of the uh, NFL because of Turkey Jones in a weird way. Tony, I love that you said that, and here's why, because I was on the fence of bringing this, this guy up, but now it's perfect. 
to go ahead and bring this guy up. And when you say that Joe Green says they never cost the 50, man, the defense stuck up for their offense. And that was what was so great about this team. So you guys, I'm pretty sure you know where I'm going on this. But one of the greatest plays in Pittsburgh Steelers history was one of the dirtiest plays in Pittsburgh Steelers history <laughs> precipitated by a Pittsburgh Steeler. If he would have done it today, he's kicked out. You know where I'm going with it? I don't, Tony's not in. You know, I'm going Cliff Harris. Yes. Cliff oh Harris is still a punk, was the name of KT Smith, our very own KT Smith, yep. when he first started writing. And Cliff Harris, all he did, and a young KT Smith is watching this game. He's watching this game and he sees Roy Jarella, who was the worst kicker in Pittsburgh Steelers history. Yes. And uh, I, I love him, but he was the worst. My gosh, do you realize if he played today? Um, oh, God. He wouldn't be playing. But yeah. <laughs> he misses that kick. Steelers are playing. The, the defense isn't playing well in this game. Misses that kick. Cliff Harris goes and pats him on the head like a, li like a little toddler. Mm-hmm. And just the ultimate show of disrespect. Jack Lambert sees that and body slams him. Mm -hmm. In today's day and age, Jack, Jack Lambert's suspended for doing that. Didn't get kicked out of the game. Didn't even get a penalty, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, did, no, he, did he get a no. penalty? I don't remember if there was a penalty or not. No, no, I don't think so. No, they just, I don't they just said, you're out, Lambert. And he said, you can't kick me out. It's the Super Bowl. He's like, He's like, all right, just calm down and get to the sideline. <laughs> what does Lambert do? He goes on and gets 14 tackles in that game, and he's everywhere. Uh, Tony, I know you know this. I'm pretty sure Shannon knows this. One of my favorite movies, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm -hmm. You remember that movie? Mm -hmm. Tony, you know that movie, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, oh, my gosh, I just forgot his name. Uh, Forrest Whitaker. Yes. He plays He plays uh, Jefferson. Yeah. And Jefferson just got his, uh, he thought, I believe they were Lincoln on the other side. He thought the Lincoln players or fans destroyed his car that he got illegally from a booster. But they, they uh, hey, don't worry, I'll fix it. My dad's a TV repairman. He's yeah. got a lot of tools. <laughs> so they go ahead and they, they uh, destroy his car. In that game, he was just, it was just like, he was killing everybody. Yeah. Like they were taking guys off on stretchers. That's what Lambert did in that game, basically. Yeah. After that, that hit. So Cliff Harris is a villain, but he's almost a hero in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And so hey, is Hollywood Henderson. You don't poke the bear. <laughs> they poke the bear. You don't tug on <laughs> Superman's cape now. Right. Let's, he's just let's, like, he, go ahead, Tony. He's just like he, Joe Green wasn't there. I think Joe Green might have picked him up and, and, and tossed him into the stands like he tossed that football in the stands in his rookie year when they, when they were losing. We're going to talk about Joe Green in a little bit. Um, Jerry Pedro brings up Jerry Glanville. Perfect villain. Mm -hmm. And boy, w wasn't it great? December 31st, 1989, oh. watching him get his comeuppance. And he, got, he basically got fired because of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Chuck Noll, I mean, I that, that awesome. might be one of Chuck Noll's favorite. I mean, may rest. I'm in gonna peace. get your bleep in trouble. <laughs> I'm that serious. Might be, that might be one of his. If you asked him, uh, 
over a scotch i bet or or sherry or i i don't know he was a wine drinker he was a very sophisticated guy but if you would have asked chuck Knoll, i bet he would have said that was his favorite moment of all time yes I mean, besides winning Super Bowls, just getting Jerry Glanville fired. Um, Arthur Morgan brought up Jerry Gl- Glanville too. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Tony. Now remember when at the, when Gary when Gary Anderson kicked that field goal, he, he took his headset and just threw it and like yes. And what's his name? <laughs> Tried to pick him up and, and carry him off the field and like get away from me. It's the only a wild card game. But yeah, that, was, that was probably it had to be his greatest moment. Uh, I love it. Let, let's talk about some others. I'm just going to bring them up. Um, Jared Tiffany Jones still can't stand TJ Hush Yum Zada. I need to let that go. Oh man, yeah, I hated that guy. I hated Who's him when he was mama? in the Ra- Ravens, too. <laughs> but Not he my took mama. the terrible towel and yeah. cleaned his cleat December yeah. 5th, two, yeah. 2003. I don't forget that, right? <laughs> but do you remember, what oh, 2005, happened? excuse me. You, you remember how that all ended for him, though, right? Twice they, they lost to the Bengals. The Bengals lost uh, in the playoffs, and then a few years later, he drops that big pass on fourth down again when he was the Ravens in that divisional round game. So yeah. I mean, he got his he got his a payback twice. Jinx the of curse the terrible of the terrible town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curse. I like curse better. There. Um, that's funny. So let's go ahead and uh, oh, Reginald Rivers. Reginald Rivers and I get along. We. I mean, I I feel like we're brothers, and. But he brings up one that kills me, almost like Madden kills Shannon. My favorite villain announcer was Howard Cosell. I adored Howard Cosell. I, I really did. <laughs> but maybe it's because, well, then again, I love Bobby the Brain Heenan. Uh, yeah, there in, you go. In WWF days, you know. Um, but yeah, that's uh, funny. Uh, hey, yeah, Cosell was probably about. You love to hate him. They oh, they yeah. used to sell they used to sell foam bricks that you could throw at your TV just for Howard Cosell. Yeah. Hey, I I I agree with Reginald. I couldn't stand Howard Cosell. I love John Madden, but I couldn't stand Howard Cosell. Tony, Tony, and I we talked about this because when we would do the retro show, yeah, I know Tony's smiling now because he knows what I'm going to say. <laughs> we would go back and watch these old games. Oh yeah, and he would just like say that player is just flat out terrible. They're going <laughs> to regret that trade, and we're like, oh my gosh, you can't do that now. The biggest uh, bust in the 1970 draft, Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> Here he is. Oh, just brilliant. This, this is making me laugh. Uh, yeah, Hushmanzada's one, of course. This is, I mean, he's a former player. Vontez Perfect, I think, is probably. Oh. What do you think he's public enemy number one of this era? Oh, absolutely. He's almost. He immediately be. comes to mind. Yes. <laughs> Pac Man Jones, of course. Yeah, but you, you know, realize that Burfitt might have cost the Steelers a Super Bowl uh, opportunity twice because he hurt Le'Veon Bell two separate times. Stood over him. Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I just, uh, oh, I could not stand Perfect. Um, Brian Brown. Here's another one. I mean, I'm just maybe I just like maybe I just like the villains because I love you know I love Collinsworth, yeah. and I actually think Collinsworth is quite quite good but Mm -hmm. man collinsworth was a villain when they played the steelers not because he did anything weird not that he did anything dirty he tore them up a lot in the 80s Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of where i go with the uh you could put collinsworth on that list though 
he's perfect to put on that villain list because anytime they played the Bengals, he was going to tear you up. And and the guy who threw him the ball, who I should love him because of uh, what hand he threw it with, but oh, I hated Boomer size. And you talk about a, <laughs> a villain. I couldn't stand. I mean, and that's a, that's a respect thing because they were so they were so dominant over the Steelers in the eighties. And same with Bernie Kosar. I couldn't stand him. That guy, he seemed like he had no talent, but he always found a way to, 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 to beat them. And of course they, you know, had their struggles. It didn't help that they were mediocre by that point, but yeah, those two guys, you can talk about villains. There are so many more to talk about. I love that you brought that up. Uh, Pedro says Eric Metcalf. Yeah. I, I will. There's another one. <laughs> Not a bad game. dude. What twice in one game in October of Oh three and 93. Yeah. yeah. I do that a lot. 93 and 03. I mix them up. I don't know why I do that, but you know, yeah, I, I think there could be respect put to a villain's name because it's one that breaks your heart too. Mm. So that's, that's why I went with Eric, the Eric, I'm sorry, Earl Campbell um, reference. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. We want to talk about uh, more villains today and I've got one on my list. And uh, then we're going to go ahead and talk about the number. Steelers villains never and I'm going to explain that right after this it's SCN it is the hangover All right, we are back. It is The Hangover. I'm Brian Anthony Davis, Shannon Edward White, and Tony, my favorite middle name of all of my friends, Tony Julius Steffio. Uh, love it. I, I think uh, TJD right here in the house. Um, so here we go. We are talking about Steelers villains then, now, and never. I know we talked about uh, some villains from the past. Present, you know, some people would say uh, Tom Brady. I think he's got to be on that list I, 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 just because of the, how many times he has beaten the Steelers. I have no problem with that. Valley Ford went to college with him. So we've got a Michigan guy here. That's uh, that's awesome. Um, let's talk about some current. Now I know there's, there's a uh, one that's going to surprise you and I'm going to throw him out first. I'll throw out Tyler Boyd. Hmm. Tony. In fact, I'm going to do it this way. I'm not going to tell you why. I'm going to let Tony explain why I think Tony, Tyler Boyd, because Tony could, Tony knows my thoughts. What was it the end of the or early 2021? Was that the, the year when he said that he, he thought the uh, Steelers quit? Is that, is that why? And I, yeah. he's still on them. He is still yeah. on them and he's right. still good. Oh, he's, I'd love to have him on the team. Yeah. <laughs> no, just like Larry Joby, I'm taking him on the team if he comes. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. right. And now I'm the biggest Larry. I'm the hypocrite. I'm like, Larry L rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Good player. In 2019, I'm telling you that he's the biggest piece of crap next to Miles Garrett, who is, nice. I think he is. Would Miles Garrett be public enemy number one now? I can't think of anybody bigger. I think it's got to be. Yeah. I mean, Tony. Yeah, I mean, the 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 hitting somebody with hitting a, a helmetless guy with his own helmet—that's number one. And then the things he tried to say afterwards—that's number two. So yeah, Miles Garrett is, is up there. 
Uh, yeah, I, it's really weird because I mean, otherwise, the guy he's, he's like the new Terrell Sugg, somebody that you'd love to have him on your team. You know, he's that kind of guy. Like perfect, perfect was just dirty. You know, he's like Jack Tatum. You know, that kind of one, one of those mm-hmm. kind of guys. But Terrell Suggs was somebody who was like Heinz Ward. You'd love him if he was on your team. Ben Roethlisberger's butt is butt is mine. You know, that kind of thing. That that kind that kind of stuff. You would love it if you, if your guy said that. But but you know, perfect was just a dirty player. And 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 Miles Garrett would would be Terrell Suggs if not for that one little incident th- uh, four years ago, three years ago. So we don't play. We hardly have any. Uh, he was mostly an NFC player, and Damakon Sue. We would have hated that guy. I mean, if he <laughs> oh, was in yeah, the division, well. I mean, he would he would, he'd be right up there. Uh, Tony and Shannon, and I'll start with Shannon on this one. Do you guys have any present guys besides a Miles Garrett or a Tyler Boyd that you would think right now are the villains of the Pittsburgh Steelers? I think that for me, if we're talking about current players. It would have to kind of be, I don't know, one of the Bengals. I'm not sure which one because that they're so good. You know, it ain't the, it ain't a personal thing. It's just how they are torching the Steelers every time they play them. Uh, so it could be Joe Burrow. It could be Jamar Chase. You know, um, I have trouble with certain players uh, for some off-the-field stuff. Yeah. Especially if it's violence towards women. And it's hard for me to forget. Oh yeah, I, know, I'll never forget Joe Mixon. I, yeah, and, and, and Tyreek uh, Hill. I've got. But, you know, it, it, a lot of times it's different. You know, uh, and then what they what happens after that? You know, whether it's like a Ray Rice who he never got another chance, and but if you read about him or hear about him, you know, uh, so I feel like that he's turned his life around. Joe Mixon, I never felt like he was apologetic, and uh, you know, there was a lot of excuses made. And, so I really can't stand that dude. But yeah, I think if, if for me the it would have to be one of the Bengals. Tony, what's your thought? Uh well, I mean, an easy one would be Lamar Jackson, but they always they always because uh, he's the quarterback of the Ravens, but they always seem to handle him pretty well. And plus, yeah, he's, that, he's that's, that's really interesting on that. I was yeah. thinking about that earlier. Yeah, because I mean he's somebody like he's such a such a top weapon around the league, but whenever the Steelers play him, they kind of shut him down. But Joe Burrow, who I, I'm a big Joe Burrow fan, but I could see myself not being a Joe Burrow fan in two or three years if he keeps uh, doing what he does to their secondary every time he plays them. So Yeah, that's going to change. Yeah, I, gonna change. I, look, I'm a fan of Joe Burrow because I think he's really good, but towards the end of uh, last season in the playoff run, I was losing my zest for him, uh, even though I respect the player. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's going to be tough for me because, man, he's good. And sometimes it's professional jealousy is professional hate. And that's, that's not, <laughs> that's not a bad thing. So Tony, I'm, I'm glad you brought him up. Here's one from the past. Uh, Mark Malone brought up Rasheen Matz. Wow. Boy, did he destroy the Steelers. <laughs> what three pick sixes against the Steelers two in one game. Oh, playoffs too. Yeah. He did it in the playoffs. Yeah, that it guy was, was rough. Uh, he, yeah. he, uh, from what I understood, a really good dude, but man, yeah. he destroyed the Steelers. So you can, <laughs> again, you can be a villain just, just for the reason that, that uh, you're beating us. I have one. Uh, uh, if I may, from the past. Hit me. 
He was the pre-Tom Brady. I feared him more than anybody until Tom Brady. Steve McNair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh yeah. my God. Ooh, he, wow. Yeah. If the guy, if the game was close him. at the end, oh, they couldn't beat him. If the no, game was close at the end, forget it. Forget it. He was, he was, he was going to do it. He was going to do what he had to do, and he always mm-hmm. seemed to. They could shut him down for three and a half quarters, but if he had the ball in his hand at the end, he made every pass he needed to make, and he hit that freaking wide check. I think it was his name. Uh, yep. Tight end mm-hmm. constantly. Oh, I, I feared Steve McNair. May he rest in peace. I I, I keep forgetting he's he's not what. Yeah, what that anymore. that was a terrible situation yeah. there. Um, so let's go ahead and take a look at this. We talked about the then. We talked about now. A few guys are saying Warren Moon, so I'm going to throw that in because I kind of agree. Uh, man, uh, he was pretty good. The Steelers had some wins against him, but uh, I would probably uh, say that more often than not, Moon got the better of them. Valley Forward, excuse me, Valley Ford is uh, is saying now uh, Fred Taylor. Yeah, Fred Ooh. Taylor was good against them. Um, but let's let's go ahead and take a look at what means by never. And Shannon, go ahead. I, I got to say it. The when you talk about them Oilers teams, I mean Warren Moon was really great, but it was like the Ernest Givens and the Chris Dishmans. And, you know, those guys hated the Steelers, and yeah. we hated them. So, to me, I never thought of Moon as the villain, but I did them other guys. <laughs> and uh, Drew Hill killed yep, them. Yeah. I thought Drew Hill was a classy player, though, but, man, he killed them. So, I'm going to give each of us two. And you can throw them in the live chat. Who would have you hated, Tony? If these guys, Steeler legends, never wore the black and gold, I'm going to go ahead and give you the first pick of one. Then I'm going to go to Shannon. Then we'll go to me, and we'll go back to you. Oh, it's it's easy because I lo- I absolutely love him as a player. He's probably my best, my favorite Steelers linebacker of all time, and that's Greg Lloyd. If Greg Lloyd was not on the Steelers, I'd hate his guts. <laughs> I would hate his guts for all the strip sacks. And uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Thomas Everett. Uh, I mean, to talk about something that would be that would be. Um, looked down upon today. I mean, and, and it, probably for a good reason. When Thomas Everett knocked out Al Toon, he got down Greg Lloyd and did the one, two, three. The thing three count. Yeah. 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 The guy had a history of concussions. <laughs> right. Yeah. So today that would not be looked upon at well at all, but I, I, I love him so much as a player as a Steeler, but if he was not on the Steelers, I'd, I'd hate his guts. Shannon White. Well, I have to agree with Tony first because I still got my 95 Jersey. I still got my. I wasn't hired for my disposition T-shirt. Mm-hmm. You have uh, that shirt? Yeah, yeah it won't fit me no one. more. I was young then, but hey, I love Greg Boyd. <laughs> but the next guy, obviously, another linebacker, James Harrison. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. now the difference was Harrison wasn't dirty, and he would, but he would knock guys out. So then they're like, remember before the playoffs, that towards the end of the year, they're like, well, you can't knock him out, hit him high like it. You got to go low. He said, well, if I do that, I'm going to take out somebody's knee. And then in the playoff game against the Broncos, he did hurt somebody, but he went low. He, he aimed for the thigh. But but that's who he was. I mean, he was a physical freak, and he would nail you to the wall. And Now, if he had played for another team, yeah, I wouldn't have liked him. No. I'm going to give you one. Tony mentioned him earlier. Joe Green. <laughs> I would have hated Joe Green. Joe Green, I – Thank goodness he was a stealer because I know, I know the uh, 
the Coke commercial, but Joe Green was not afraid to get his hands dirty and everything else dirty when he played. I, I'm watching the 1977, uh, the 1977 divisional game against Denver on Christmas Eve, and he's blasting a lineman in the stomach, just like bam. And there's no. Then he came out and hit somebody else the next play. Yep. <laughs> and they're like throwing stuff. They're going. Crazy. Who did he kick in the groin? Oh gosh, that was very early. Um, wasn't yeah. an Eagles player? Yeah, it was an Eagles player. He yeah. wasn't afraid. <laughs> he was not afraid to go after like legends. Like uh, he, uh, he tried to fight Butkus. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. no, yeah. He he was one bad Malafala. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, so, you know, you know, with that. Um, I'm going to go back to Tony. Oh, before I, before I pick my, uh, my next one, nobody's going to like this, but I'm going to say it anyway. But before I pick that, I remember that they interviewed Jack Ham about, you know, who was the player, you know, were they afraid of guys like Ernie Holmes and Jack Lambert? He's like, not really. It was uh, Joe Green to put the fear of God in all of us. So you know, <laughs> Joe Green, yeah, if he was not a stealer, I'm pretty sure he would not be a very popular guy. But the guy I'm going to pick next, and it's just like with Greg Lloyd, and I know Shannon's going to hate this, especially, but, you know, and they mentioned in the live chat too, Jack Lambert, you know, all the, like the, the no teeth, the scowl, uh, always like the, the time he, he remember when he would, he shoved the, uh, the Browns player in the helmet and he was pointing in his face. And you know, oh, I would have hated that guy. Huh? Yeah. We would have hated him. We would have hated You better cool your bleep down. Yeah. Yeah. That's Ray Lewis, uh, in, 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 you know, on another team. That's who that is. Oh, we didn't even mention Ray Lewis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So being a villains, but yeah, I would Jack Lambert for sure. I would I would hate his guts if he played for another team. Shannon, I uh, someone's gonna say it. Go ahead. Well, I would have I would have said uh when we would like Tony just mentioned Ray Lewis. Uh but you know, again, those are one of them guys that you have the utmost respect for the way they played. And I think he was absolutely one of the best players I ever saw. And all the way around. But, you know, if it had been a stiller, I'd have loved him. But we're doing the opposite of that. So um, I'll have to admit, now I understand, I'm the biggest fan walking the planet, but I'll say Ben Roethlisberger. I I knew you were going to do it. And And the reason why why is because of the – now, again, he wasn't convicted of anything, but he was a total uh, jerk towards women when he was young, and we'll leave it at that. Regardless, you know, so my thing about respect for women, I would have hated him with a passion, but the fact that he was a stiller, I wouldn't even gone any anyways. I've told you before and I read him on draft night and he, they talked to him and they, you know, worked it out and, and they, you know, obviously he's turned his life around and I really, uh, I'm a huge fan, biggest fan around, but yeah, if he wasn't a stiller, I, I would have never known the things I, found out over the years and i would have hated him to this day <laughs> well you know what i uh i also uh i think the way he played I, I mean you take all you put that stuff that you set aside just the way you way he played mm-hmm. um with all the comebacks i i think he would have been the guy so no one's saying this guy let me say a few beforehand that i'm, I'm reading here rod woodson pedro says mm-hmm. um jennifer says joey porter yeah, I gotta agree with all of these, mm-hmm. but the big one is Heinz Ward. Oh yeah, 
come on, there's no way. If the, that guy gets up and smiling at my player after he made him look bad oh. and just like how he ripped out so many hearts over the years. Yeah. yeah I would have despised him. I, I, I really would have. So when we talk about all these guys, I'm glad they were on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. I'm glad I, I had a chance to root for all of them. <laughs> and I'm glad that those were the guys that uh, all of them, I think all of them that we mentioned with the exception of Lloyd, have have a uh, lombardis have rings i mean uh, woodson doesn't either um uh, but you know porter does like a lot of these guys do um you know i i really woodson has rings but not in pittsburgh yeah so <laughs> woodson doesn't have rings hey somebody mentioned uh mel blunt someone's oh, men- yeah. mentioning dirt winston i don't know yeah, i didn't know much see. about dirt winston i i don't know i i don't know uh but they might remember something that we don't um so hey, that, that was a pretty fun show, guys. Oh my god, I had so much fun. That was I, I was like I haven't been this fired up in a long time. I, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen Tony smile this much in a long time. So I love it. I, and uh, all right, so guys, let's go ahead and uh, I've got something I got to bring up here. And uh, now this is uh, after we had such a fun show, I have a chance to uh, bring it down a little bit and. This is going to be my last hangover. I am not leaving Still Curtain Network. I'm still going to be doing a lot of shows, but because of schedule, because of what we're doing with Fans First Sports Network, I am going to, uh, I I need to pare back a little bit on my uh, podcast producing duties. I need to pare back a little bit on my hosting duties. I'm only going to uh, take one show off. And the main reason it's this show is because it's Monday. And that's it. I have bad language on Mondays, um, just a lot of things. But I'm still going to be, uh, for some of you, I'm going to be still way too much on this network. There's a <laughs> lot of you that wish, that might wish that I was here less. And I, I actually, I respect that. I, I love that opinion too. I have no problem with that. But so I am taking, I'm going to go ahead and take Mondays at five o'clock and uh, work on some other things. So um, I just have to say that Tony and I, gosh, I don't even remember when we started this show. Was it 2017? 2017. I remember being a guest on your podcast in 2016, but we started doing it together as a team in 2017. So it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. I wish you luck, even though you're not going anywhere. And I'll still talk to you all the time. But still, yeah, you know, I hate to see you leave. It's been it's been the worst part of my day so far. No offense. And it, no, I I appreciate you saying that, and thank you so much. Um, this show means a lot to me. This is the show that I had an opportunity to do without two of the best, Dave and Jeff. Then I get Tony, and then Shannon White comes two, almost two and a half years ago. And uh, we've been on this show a long time together. And I feel like I'm working with two of the other best. And I love working with these guys. You know, we talk about this being our Steelers family together. And it really is. And this it's, I don't want to leave this show. I'm not being asked to leave. This was on my own accord. I just, uh, just uh, to make everything bigger and better. And that's what we are working on. We have some big things ahead. We're adding a great name to the lineup on Wednesdays with, uh, with uh, Jim Wexel and Jeremy Ritz coming in. 
doing um, their show that they do and putting it on our network. So it's going to be something really special. I hate change. I'm going to miss. This has been, my gosh, like Tony said, not only this show, but in 2016 on Monday nights, Jeff and I were doing the very first post-game show here at BTSC together. Um, I, gosh, what was that called? It was Steelers uh, fifth quarter, or I forget what it was. Uh, I actually forget what we called it, but I've been doing Mondays for a long time. I'm going to be excited. I'm still going to have a show on Mondays, Bad Language. Still going to be here a lot, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, we're going to usher in a new host. Now, that's not going to be next week. We're going to have a guest host next week. The guest host next week is going to be Kevin Tate. And then on the 13th, we're going to bring in a, a fella, State of the Steelers, somebody that I think is very good, Daniel J. If you haven't had a chance to listen to your show, uh, listen to his show, State of the Steelers, on our network. He's absolutely fantastic. He will wear his shades. He's, uh, I guess he's a Corey Hart fan because he wears his sunglasses at night. You'll see his <laughs> shades. But he's a fantastic guy. But I don't think he realizes what great of an opportunity he is going to get to work with guys that I think are very special. And it's the incomparable Tony Defio and it's Jenna white who are like brothers to me. And I really appreciate it. So with that being said, I'm doing <clears throat> exactly what I don't want to do. And I'm starting to tear up, but guys, as the Steeler family, I love you guys. And thank you for being a part of my Mondays for all these years. Thank you for everybody in the live chat for being a part of my Mondays all these years. I think I've learned so much about this business and I'm getting opportunities because of the way you all treated me and bless you. I mean, you mean a lot to me. So with that being said, I'm not leaving the network. I'm just leaving one, one show and I'm being like this. So thank you so much. Very deflating. Shannon. <laughs> oh my gosh. How can I leave this? Um, so uh, with that being said, let me start off. Tony, thank you. Oh, thank, thank you for the opportunity of working with you all these years. And, you know, nothing's ever permanent. We might be back together. Who knows? But let's give it up for the hardest working man at Behind the Store Curtain, Brian Anthony Davis. Thank Great you. Great six years. Shannon, it hasn't been as long, but it's been just as special. Thank you, my friend. It's been an honor and a privilege, and I'm going to miss you, but... You got to do, you know, you're going to be spread thin and you got to do what's best for you. And we'll try to carry on and make you proud. All right. So uh, with that being said, make sure you continue to check out all of the great shows on SCN. Don't miss this. Guys, will you have me back as a guest? Absolutely. Definitely. All right. Absolutely. That's that's all I care about. Um, it, it was really tough to tell these guys right before the show. I just laid it on them. And now this was just decided on Saturday. So um, thank you so much for everybody in the live chat. Everybody, not even in the live chat that's listening on another, another time. You guys, like I said, mean the world to me. So for the very final time for now, just when you think you've got all the answers. We keep changing the questions. All right, Daddy Shannon, you take us home. This is for you. Woo!
that's a really good woo shannon that's a really good woo and now i can't find our music oh gosh uh you know what because i can't find the music oh there it is give me one more woo baby woo, woo indeed i love you all thank you